We are shows what you know We'll always watch TV And if you think we can't We'll watch more and you'll see That's why the people of the web Believe in Jim from Las Vegas And Jacob from Sweden I got one word for you Unity Yes, unity Unity through music Unity across all cultures, styles, gimmicks, looks, time, and space. Welcome to Shows What You Know. I am Jim Scampoli. And my name is Jake, and I'm here to say that I like to get down almost every way, but not quite. When they go off book, then it's like you want to put a noose around your neck and dance all day. No, I'm just kidding. It's pretty good, but sometimes... Sometimes it breaks down instead of gets down, and sometimes, yeah, that, that's what rap used to be, not like in the get down, remember? the I went over to Jim's house, oh, and yeah. we're gonna talk about television ever, that's, why aren't they rapping like that? Yeah, I mean, I guess we kind of talked about that before, right? It's a, uh, it's a mix, it's a mishmash bangle. I'd say it's a myth, myth mash. Yeah, it's a myth mash. Because, I mean, even, like, if we get into it a little bit, that Toy Box song was like a Rihanna song. Dude, <laughs> let me show you my notes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to show it to the camera. Just okay. let me dig it up here just to prove that we're uh, soul <laughs> brothers from the same uh, mother. Okay, I can't find it now. But I said it, sh- it was a Rihanna song. Definitely, it's in here. Nice. I See? Oh, here it is. Here it is. Yes. Okay. Same uh, wavelength. Same wavelength. As, I don't know if this will focus. Ah, oh, this is terrible. But yes, it's a Rihanna song for sure. It's the most Rihanna of all songs. That's the least <laughs> believable part of uh, the Get Down Part yeah. 2, Season 1, which is what we're here to discuss today. How quaint that it's not Season 2. Mm, yeah, how it goes. Uh, I mean, I'm really surprised at the lack of buzz this show's getting. Because, um, I mean... It there, used there, to be the shit. Yeah, I mean, it came out last summer, and I think people were on it then. And I, part of it's deserved a bit. I mean, we'll get into it. I'm sure uh, there's definitely some issues here and there. Um, and it's hard to, especially knowing if you've seen some of the headlines on this show. I mean, it had to be split. The season one had to be split into two parts because of, I guess, budgetary reasons and clearly kind of story reasons. And I mean, it, it's it's still it's still a great show though it's still something I would fully recommend and it has some great moments, but yeah. does it fully nail the finale? <laughs> no, uh, yeah. That, oh, sorry, you were trying to hook them to watch the whole review. Yes. Uh, yeah, we'll get to whether it nails the. I I think you're totally right that it's. Um, I I'm still on board. I was a little scared you know, getting back into it because I didn't know if it was going to be easy to get back into it. Shows like these, it's it's like, especially a Netflix show, it comes out and when it's a hit, when it hits for you, it's like this one shining golden moment of like, wow, I love this. But then you move on with your life and mm-hmm. you're not sure how easy it's going to be to get back into. It's not like when you're week by week indoctrinated to care about Tyrion Lannister. Uh, it, it's actually just all in one breath, and then it's gone. You and mean I really David like, Holler? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the way we cared about David. It's hard to make us care like that uh, in, 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 a, in this um, Netflix format. 
So yeah, I, it, it, the show also depicts like a single moment as well. And it's like, how well does it capture this thing and this feeling? And it's all about that stuff. And it's also kind of a crazy show. So I guess it's hard to say. Are we doing this without spoilers first and then spoilers? or Sure. Just, well, let, let's just, yeah. I mean, let's talk a little bit before we get into specific spoilers and whatnot. Yeah. But um, it's very similar. It's weird because... Knowing beforehand that this is just the second part of the first season, I was concerned with, you know, it's been months and I hadn't watched it. So, like, is it going to pick up right where it was? Am I going to remember what's going on? And in a weird way, it does feel much more like a season two. So I guess that they do have that going for them. It starts like a year after the first season, which is the most season two next like mm. season two thing imaginable, and it feels very separate and very much like it's starting a new uh, yeah. thing. It's weird because well, it it feels like it's it does feel like it's way after, but then it also sometimes feels like it's only a couple weeks after. So oh, it's yeah. it's like True. a weird it's a weird mess in that respect, and it's very similar to the first part if you watched it how like. The pilot of this show is a weird mess that just somehow comes together in the end. Mm-hmm. And there there's a lot more shaky stuff here in part two, like throughout the episodes rather than like in the first, what was it, six uh, episodes that we had or whatever. Mm-hmm. In the first six, it was like the pilot was a mess and everything else was good. Everything was like smooth sailing. And in this one, it's similar. Like the first one's kind of a little shaky. But then it's always kind of a little shaky. Yeah, I don't I don't I need to go back and rewatch and or re-listen, but I don't think I dislike the pilot as much. I think you were really <laughs> off on the pilot and I yeah. was kind of like, whoa, this is crazy and great. Uh, but I heard throughout like our discussion of season one, you heard a lot of people saying like, oh, you know, it's shaky. It's this, it's that. And now I kind of see all the things that they were talking about. And I only think. Part of that is because of the time. Like, there's distance in time now to where to where we were, and that makes it hard to get back into. But also, it's pretty clear that they had to split it up to sort this out. Uh, whatever was... I, I've only heard about it through you, really, what's going on behind the scenes, but it's pretty clear that this wasn't working out in the editing. <laughs> yeah. And they kind of had to... stitch it together however they could and take another few months doing that i think yeah i i think i was reading after i watched this part two that uh they were still like editing this like through january or something like that like yeah even though they had finished uh principal like for shooting on it like a long while back (laughs) like (laughs) and they're just i guess trying to make it all work like it's it's weird to think because the show, you know, sometimes does feel like this big mix of all these things, which is great. But it's weird to think that behind the scenes trying to put this together, they were kind of like, hey, just turn these cameras on. Let's do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, which, which came together well at first. But I mean, as presumably in January, they were still uh, animating it, right? So they were. Yeah. And I did not like I mean. I did not like the animation stuff that they did in no. this. There were some no. aspects where it would make sense, but it's very clear that they like ran out of money 
And they were like, ugh, we got to reshoot this stuff. Like, well, let's just animate it. And like, all right, yeah, because we don't have money to do anything else. So yeah. we can't just, you know, go back to our trash. Uh, like, like one thing that's super impressed about this show, like the sets, like I'll watch a space, I'll watch Guardians of the Galaxy and be like, all right, I know how they did that. They're in space, green screen, all that. But on yeah. this, they're just in like trash New York, 1970s New York. And I'm like, yeah. are they just in green screens? Did they build all this shit? What is all this? Yeah, I do think they built a lot of it. And I don't know, spent a lot of the budget on the first uh, part of the season, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you're unfamiliar, you're probably familiar, but The Get Down is about the birth of hip hop. It's in the late 70s. And uh, and all of that, and and there's also disco music and popular music. It's all about creation and creativity and stuff like that. People coming together to make things together, which is all a great basis for a show, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Uh, the animated stuff is because, I mean, uh, <laughs> it, potentially it's because uh, one of the characters draws comics to send to another character about their lives, and then those are animated. But that's, I, even in the first episode I wrote, did they just do that to, like, save on money mm. or because they didn't know? And yeah. then it felt more and more like that, where it would go into that for a scene, but then there was no real motivation for it. Sometimes there was a motivation for it, and then sometimes it was just there to, like, patch together two bits where they clearly didn't have the shots they wanted. Yes, I mean, in one sense, it makes sense because the show, like you're saying, it's about the birth of hip hop. It's about the Bronx in the late 70s. So it is it is also playing off of, you know, real history, but, you know, fictionalized and, you know, myth. And I think what we we said, it was kind of like, you know, like a song or a mixtape. So, yeah, it's also taking in a lot of things from culture like they play off of hip-hop culture and kung fu and you know politics and then so like animation does work in that sense and sometimes they i think even one specific they play off of like uh fat albert type animation so it works kind of in the the tone in the in the theme but it's clear that it's shoved in a spot where they're like uh we don't have the shots or we don't have the connective tissue we need here so we'll yeah. just use the animation. Yeah, and that wouldn't be too big of a deal if that was like the only thing like that. But here, um, well, first, first I'd say that I still like the show and I definitely like blazed through it, which is what you're supposed to do with a Netflix show. I just kind of kept watching uh, and the lines between episodes are kind of blurred because I would like watch and then I'd take a break whenever I needed to, whether it was in the middle of an episode or not. Uh-huh. And... In that sense, there's not that much of a clear line drawn between, like, episodes. It's more a continuous story, which I think worked pretty well in the first part. And in this part, it's uh, oftentimes a mess. It's oftentimes disconnected. You can definitely see the threads. Um, There's a lot of great moments, but not necessarily the proper build-up to those moments. And sometimes they don't pay off, but sometimes it looks and sounds fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, so so it's a, it's a varied thing. Uh I don't blame I I I think they couldn't have made the the great part as great if they weren't taking the risks that led to them doing the messed up parts too, kind of. Yeah, I mean the arc of the first of part 1 of this season is really great and everything comes together in in basically a perfect like 
it's weird to even think that it wasn't planned that that would be a season one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it actually everything works really well and it comes to a nice, like satisfying climax. And based on like the first episode of this part two, it's kind of like we're supposed to be getting into the dark times of the the e true Hollywood story of hip hop. You know what I mean? The Empire and, Strikes Back, if you will. Yeah, but it it never really pays off what it should. I don't feel, and mm-hmm. and it starts to feel like they weren't sure themselves as they were like writing and spending time on certain things. And maybe a lot of it's because maybe it's ended up on the cutting room floor because they changed or or went different than the original idea because some things they spend time on and it doesn't really pay off. And some things they hint at and try to pay off, but it doesn't feel as satisfactory. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, there's there's stuff like that. Uh I forgot what I was gonna say, but um, it was something. It was something <laughs> about the get down. Let me uh, just um, pull from a review from the Atlantic uh, what they were saying because it kind of struck a chord with what I was thinking, which which is that uh, to achieve the giddy, transporting, binge-worthy pastiche which is, that they're going for, the writing would need to be stronger. Uh, the only form of conflict Lerman's team seems to believe exists is the ultimatum: do this thing or sacrifice your career or friendship or life uh usually that's like there's no compromise there's Mm. nothing like that it's all high stakes decisions they're key elements um and in the in the review they say that yeah that was part of life but there's also negotiation and subversion and just existing and living life uh and now they're trying to do a lot of scenes that revolve around a forced existential dilemma and when there's not enough build up to those or when it's happening all over the place kind of hard to keep up and care what do you think yeah yeah i agree with that and i mean if they if it was like that on paper doesn't seem bad if because it's like you're supposed to be dealing with kids and kind of when when you're young when you're younger anyways it's like yeah it can feel like that but uh yeah it just doesn't it doesn't doesn't nail it like it should so yeah i do agree with what they're saying uh and and there are just things that they're playing off of that I don't know maybe it's too inside New York history baseball, <laughs> so I'm not fully getting. But uh, yeah, and, and oh well, I don't want to get into spoilers. But yeah, if it was just the kids that were like that, I would forgive <laughs> yeah. it. But I just started remembering some of the stakes with the adults as well, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. Completely comes off as like what, huh? <laughs> True. So, and uh, I remember what I was going to say, which wasn't a super important point, but when I was going through my notes of the episode, it says, like, stuff about the party, and I'm like, I don't remember what party. I just watched this a couple of days ago, and I don't know what I'm referring to, because there were multiple parties, there were multiple gigs that were all the most important party ever and the most important gig ever, and we need to go to this thing. It's true when you're a teenager, that's how it is. Like, we have to get to this fucking party, man. (laughs) But uh, it's really, like, literally life or death stakes here, and uh, it it doesn't feel... I mean, it's not that the part first part was believable as such. It wasn't believable. It was just kind of a, a whole thing that swept you up, I guess, because um, the, the it had like a nice 
mythological basis type thing where it all uh, came together and worked. And uh, even though it wasn't realistic, but here it's 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 not quite there. There's a lot of there's well, stuff that's there, but it's not all there. Yeah, well, the first part toes the line really well because it just you know it's about. Yeah, kids trying to make their music and, you know, also uh, like a budding romance and our main character dealing with, you know, choosing your friends and your like, but weighing your friends and your future and also weighing your friends and your girlfriend. And then also like even the stuff with the adults, like, you know, they're looking out for the best interest. They might not see the same potential in this music thing as you do, and then they peppered it in with, like, real New York stuff between things going on in the Bronx and the way the politicians uh, pretend they might care about lower-income neighborhoods, and maybe they don't, and then Mm -hmm. also, like, is this my ticket out of, quote, the ghetto Uh, by, like, you know, going by the, the more traditional sense or being with my crew and my friends, and you know, all that stuff. And then also with Mylene and her career and the balance between your family and values and also just trying to be famous. Like, all it's all of it was heightened and, you know, mythic, but it all made more sense. And in, and in this part, it tries to do the similar thing. It just starts to cross the line a bit more where it doesn't it doesn't feel, I don't know, as true, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I think we should get into more details. I think it's very likely that if you're watching our review or listening to our review, you have already seen it, or at least you saw the first part and you're trying to tell if the second part is worth going back for. What would you say to that? Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. With all that being said, I still think this show deserves a lot more shine than it's seemingly getting. I mean, I guess anecdotally from my particular bubble, it doesn't seem to be getting as much hype as it should. And I do think people should be watching it still uh, because even some of the shaky stuff, it's still uh, a worthwhile show, I would say. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, my bubble is you and like two other people. <laughs> so I have also not heard any buzz, uh, but it's um, it's definitely worth going back for. I was hesitant at first, but I was hesitant for uh five or ten minutes and then the show won me back over and then these things that we're griping about they're pretty small in comparison to other shows we discuss where we just talk about negative stuff here it's like <laughs> yeah eh, it didn't quite hit all the way but a lot of it what it, it was a really and i really enjoyed stepping back into this world and i w- was afraid that i wouldn't but i definitely did yeah so check sa- it out same here same here yeah so let's get into some details. We're going to get spoilers over here. Spoilers. Spoilers. So. There once was a spoiler all the way. And then I said, hey, it's a brand new day. Exactly, Jim. <laughs> yeah. It is a brand new day. <laughs> Sun is high. Uh, and uh, yeah, we don't need to go beat by beat because a lot of it, I, I think the issue is almost for bits of it that it's a big soup a confusing <laughs> mess when you look back on it just after a few days. You're like, I what oh yeah, what was the third episode about? I don't know. Which one yeah. is which? Yeah, we don't want to go beat beat by beat, but I do want to talk a bit about the first episode. Um mm-hmm. just because it it definitely felt like it skipped a lot of things. Like 
this episode kicks in and um, it's like the crew's all kind of, I, I don't want to say cool with drugs, but it, it, it kind of made a leap, I feel, because I, maybe I'm just remembering it wrong, but it seemed like it was more Shaolin secret uh, when part one ended that they were doing the drug things behind the scenes. Yeah. And then in this one, it's kind of like they all know that Shaolin's selling drugs and they're also kind of partaking in drugs a little bit. I even made a note. I forget who says this. Maybe it's Boo Boo. Someone says, drugs, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Boo Boo. <laughs> That's the type of dialogue you don't get in a lesser show. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah, we're back. And like it kind of starts with them fixing up this uh, shithole to be a club uh, where they where Shaolin's not on board because, yeah, hey, I don't want to do a club just to push my drugs. And mm. Fat Annie says, no, you can push your music too because they're going to be the uh, the house band. And yeah, the, as I wrote behind the sta- scenes, there's drugs and girls. Uh, Books doesn't care about drugs and girls except his girl because he's just trying to get the TV to work and that's when we see our first glimpse of Mylene because she's now on the big show and everyone's telling her to mention the church or the record company or this and that. Uh, and this, the moment that won me over was specifically when like, there was like tensions were getting high in, in the club, and this guy, dude called Switchblade was coming in and like uh, fighting with Shaolin, and then and then Books shouts like, "This my girl!" and then she comes jumping out and like, "My girl's on the TV!" Oh, yeah. And Switchblade <laughs> is kind of like this is kind of emotional and i just uh, i felt like it was great yeah they end uh, up all yeah because they're all kind of proud that someone from their neighborhoods on tv so then it just yeah. becomes yeah it's immediately de-escalated and everyone's kind of happy about that except for when yeah zeke's constantly yelling about how it's his girl but you know being the star uh person on tv mylene can't just talk about how great her boyfriend is she has to play up that role but then even Switchblade's like, oh, man, <laughs> that's cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so she says she's not dating anyone, which, uh, so that's the thing in the first episode that kind of builds the tension between Mylene and Zeke, and I'll admit, like, at this point, I'm like, why do I care about Mylene and Zeke right now? It's been a minute. It's been a while. And he does kiss this punk girl yeah, he up in the, the ivory tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I, it's the it's not as upsetting as it would have been if it was in season or part one because the reasons we want them to be like the OG couple forever it's all faded like everything about this show is kind of faded yeah uh, for after that uh, that much time so so it's not that upsetting and even the show kind of deals with it like it's not that upsetting where where he tells her and she's upset for like two minutes then I think they have sex I don't know maybe that's the next episode (laughs) yeah it's the next episode because it ends with him kissing her and but I mean in, in a way it's a good thing but then also weird because he just comes clean about it and it becomes kind of not a thing, yeah. uh, which is it's it's kind of good to go against the old trope of like, oh, yeah, yeah. well, now I'm going to get close to my manager, who's like a new character that came out of nowhere. And yeah. that you keep I don't know if they purposely did this, like where they keep uh, having the audience expect that Mylene's going to have a thing with this guy who's not yeah. Zeke, but then like nothing really comes of it. But it's hard to say if maybe there was a thing they had. It just was edited out because a lot of these things in the show seem to be a thing until they're not. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what this 
this second half of the season, it's what kind of comes back to as far as some of the problems. Although I did like that, uh, like he tells her that he kissed her, and then Mylene's like, Shane, I think, is her manager who we keep thinking she's going to like hook up with. But she did smoke weed with him, and she's like, I smoked weed with him. He's like, you smoked weed with someone else? Like, <laughs> I didn't get why. <laughs> and she's like, you kissed someone else. He's like, you smoked weed with someone else? <laughs> like, it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, the the kind of overarching thing going on in these episodes is um, Book's working on his college essay, and it's kind of serving, I mean... Even though we have the Nas raps as the book ends, we're also getting this college essay where, you know, books is kind of catching us back up with what's going on and the team and how things are going and his his struggle between pursuing this music thing or also, you know, getting a college degree and worry and really putting in for his future. Yeah, that's the stuff I forgot, uh, the whole college thing, right yeah. until you mentioned it. I was like, what happened then, though? Oh, yeah, that's that's what's going on. He's trying to get into college, and there's a lot of scenes with that where Cadillac and Cadillac, uh, <laughs> Shaolin eventually ruins it. I was going to say Cadillac. Uh, in the first episode, it's introduced very heavily that he has a thing for Mylene. Yes. Which doesn't come up until the very last episode. Which is uh, weird. It comes up for no reason, though. Like, it... Uh... That's, oh, yeah, that's, it doesn't pay off or that's anything. That's just another one of those things they keep having in this show because I think it was even a thing. Yeah, it was a thing in the first part as well where he yeah. wanted to dance with her and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then in this, yeah, in the first episode, it comes up again and then it doesn't. Yeah, really, it's weird. It's really weird. It's just Cadillac likes Mylene conveniently sometimes. Uh, and then, I mean, Mylene's dealing with her thing of like, they, the way they kind of tricked her dad into letting her sing was they're like, it's about the church. It's about the religion. And she's going to be like a like, gospel singer. <laughs> and then he, and he's eventually like, yes, of course. Yeah, he turns into an insane villain. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's one of the leaps this takes as well. Like, uh, and it's, it's Gus from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. But he was already kind of a parody in the first part because he was like, no singing in my house or whatever. (laughs) And, but then he turns into this, like the church, it's all for God in the church. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, and it comes to a crazy end in a way. (laughs) Yes. It's extremely melodramatic. Uh, and that's what I assume you were referring to when you're saying how the stakes, uh, even for the adults are crazy high. We're jumping around. So we talk about it. Basically, you know, culminates into him recording this crazy uh, sermon that ends with him committing suicide in his new mega church that he got based off of Mylene's fame. Like he's constantly like he'll show up in scenes to build to this, just doing crazy stuff and using Mylene and, but like acting like he's famous or whatever. Uh, And even like ruining things, even though, the record executive's a scumbag because he's trying to make her sexy, but he's like secretly trying to do it. But then Mylene's dad's like, first will come Jehovah, then her family, <laughs> then the church, then her career. Like just making crazy yeah, yeah, statements. Yeah, goes the other way. And uh, yeah, I mean, in a, in a way it's kind of justified because his wife is also on the same melodramatic level yes. where instead yeah. of dealing with anything in a reasonable way, uh, well, I mean, so it turns out Mylene is not uh, Gus Fring's daughter, 
which I think we was hinted is at. Is that clear? The do they do they do they clarify that? I don't remember honestly. Well, I I, I guess it's I heavily mean, hinted at, right? No, she says it to him. That's why he kills himself. Remember? Oh, that's maybe I missed. I must have missed that po- moment. That's she... the why. That's the reason I, the suicide made sense because she says it's. It, she's Mylene's not yours. It's his, and if you would have seen that a long time ago. Ah, were you asleep during no, some parts? No, but every now and then, I mean, I'll I'll start writing down notes. I may have been making yeah. a note. That's my okay. That's my bad as a viewer. Because I was like, what? He killed himself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's why. I thought he it, killed it, himself it, because he saw her do, a, her do the toy box song. <laughs> and he's like, that's a Rihanna song and you know <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> Not appropriate for this time period. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, he, he, she tells him that, yeah, guess what? Not only did I fuck your brother, your daughter that you raised and loved is actually his daughter. So how, who, and he's a criminal. Uh, how that's, about that? That's even way more melodramatic than I thought. Like, you don't need that. Yeah. They don't need that detail. It's enough that they had their little lingering relationship, but all right. Well, that's I, I assume it was there to make him kill himself. Uh, that's the, like, push him over the edge type thing. I think they hinted at it at the end of the last uh, Yeah, part. I do remember they hinted at it for sure. Yeah. And now it's uh, confirmed, uh, supposedly, according to me. I, I do say that uh, Papa Forte, uh, Jimmy Smith, I thought he's great on this show. I really liked mm-hmm. it as far as, I mean, not so much his character, but like just his, his acting and uh, what he brought to it. I, I was really impressed. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's good. There's a lot of, uh, and, and he's, he's, you know, he's in the middle of that whole love triangle. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of moments where he's acting unreasonable, but relative to the show, he's acting very reasonable most of the time, right? Yeah, they definitely make him more of a sympathetic character in this second half. In the first half, they were showing more like his gray area, I feel. I like yeah. how he was would do whatever it takes for like politics and stuff like that. Um, but in this half, it was more about him being the good guy, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so, because uh, he got promised this housing from the deal he was making at the end of the last part, and then that doesn't happen, and then they try to blame that on books, even though it was never going to happen. And, yeah, they were just using him to get votes for Koch, uh, Mayor Koch uh, of New York, they to get the, like, Latino or minority vote, basically. Yeah, and it ends with him standing on a car, uh, and then the police is there arresting him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but sir, will you please get down? And he's doing a little speech. Yeah, he's doing a speech because that's like the area that would have been the the housing. Um, yeah, he he you know he wanted he he had a vision. He, he didn't want projects. He had a vision of like real neighborhoods and real housing for you know people that weren't rich and uh, got him locked up in jail for arson because I. they're never clear on if he actually was behind the arson or if they were just making it seem that way to get rid of him. I guess you could assume maybe a little of both. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was doing it, right? I mean, I feel like there was some voiceover telling us that he was the guy burning down houses for insurance or just that people were... I don't really remember. I mean, there are a lot of news headlines, but yeah. And then... I mean, in in part one, there was always a building burning in the background. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in, during all this, uh, Books is in White Boy Land uh, at Yale, and we get a yeah. comic of... It was weird because the comics would, like, 
or the uh, animation, I should say, I would be like, is this supposed to be what's happening? But then it would be like, because yes. books would be there and it would be like they went and got them. But then it would be like, no, they're going to get them. Like, <laughs> that was just an animation. <laughs> Don't you understand? Don't you follow what's oh, yeah. going on right now? I'm not sure. I'm not sure I um, noticed that particular one, but it's definitely like the animation is uh like a metaphor or it's over the top and that's why it's hard to have stakes in what's going on like i got more and more down on it i know there's a scene where they're getting chased by cadillac i think it's the last episode yeah and they're in like a the cart full of their uh records or whatever like a shopping cart and they're running from him in a car and they're like shooting at them but it's hard to like think that they're gonna get shot and die when they're cartoons yeah but But, i mean they they have yeah i don't know but yeah like sometimes it was metaphor but sometimes it kind of was what not not so much exactly what was happening but like this is kind of a version of what happened but then sometimes it was just nah it's just a transition from scene to scene Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then, y- you know, and, and books has to deal with like pretty overt racism. You know, it's some fucking some scummy white piece of shit uh, being a dick. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, uh, no, I was not even going to say there wasn't even really a common ground. It was just books not beating him up like a like. It seemed like there was a friendly ground after they were drinking, but he was like, ah, these Puerto Ricans. Yeah, what are you? You know, what do you like? Kind of standard shit like that. And then Shaolin shows up because hey, there's a they need to pack, they need to pack the 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 club that night. It's Monday. They gotta they they gotta prove that they can draw a crowd. Oh yeah, that was real important. So they uh, yeah, Shaolin pulls a gun on a guy. Basically, is yeah. the short version of that scene, which means that everything is fucked with his white boy adventures. He's never gonna be a white boy uh, like Pinocchio, so <laughs> he just has to live with that long nose. I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, he the the gun is pulled. The whole venture is over he has he he gets an ultimatum once more that you have to hand over shaolin or you know you're through and also papa fuerte we're gonna fuck him up everything's gonna be messed up unless you do something and 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 be be our little doll uh he doesn't wanna he's gonna do the music which will work out for him in 20 years yes yeah and um they uh yeah, like he basically rejects them and yeah, chooses the music, which then also gets him uh kicked out of his house because you know, his mm-hmm. his it's what his aunt, right? Yeah. Yeah, his aunt and his his uncle who's like a badass who seems like an abusive dude, but then he's also like I'm just doing what's best for you, man. Yeah. Uh but you know, hey, it's just this music. They all think he's selling drugs. And well, one thing I did really like is that the second episode ended like they're in this car and they just had a great show. They fucking did it. They're getting paid money and they're like, we ain't ever, well, we're forever. We're here forever. They're yelling. <laughs> it's so great yeah. because they're on top of the world and then they all get yelled at by their parents like in the next scene. <laughs> yeah. So I did really like that. Um, and the the one thing I didn't like is that with Dizzy, Rara and Boo Boo, like I liked their parents and kind of how they were trying to like raise their kids and you see a little of that here. And then they talk about how being grounded and they make a deal to do the music, but then it like never comes back again. And there are things that happen that would seem like this would escalate because, oh, yeah. you know, then dizzy, like 
ends up like ODing and shit, but then they're still just going to shows like, and you never see their dad again. Like <laughs> that's true. Yeah, so, that's it. Feels like something got cut away or yeah. not filmed or something. Now that you mention it, it was it was. I just noticed it because I really liked it. I liked that. You know, they were they were taking down a peg, and they were just kind of their parents were trying to do the best for them. But and I really liked the rah rah character and how he he submits the contract to his dad, and they're gonna just do music and come straight home. But then it's clear yeah. they never hold up their end of the bargain, but then their dad yeah. never gets mad again. So it just kind of goes nowhere. Uh, yeah. But it, even the, the, the rah-rah character in general kind of ends up going nowhere, which I was bummed about. But I guess you just assume he joins the Sulu Nation. Wasn't he uh, macking on that girl? Yeah, that's what I mean. I guess he meets that girl. Yeah. But everyone else, well, no, I guess no one really gets a kind of closure so i guess it's kind of par for the course <laughs> yeah exactly uh yeah the they start joining the zulu nation which is introduced and that's i remember that's like one of those sequences where it was like live action the one bit of cartoon for like an unmotivated reason and then back to live action and it's clearly because they couldn't shoot it yes <laughs> like because he goes on this date and goes to see see the zulu stuff and then some of it's real but then some of it's cartoon so there's an example of that. Which is, I mean, it's, I think it's kind of the detriment because I don't think, I mean, the audience, you can fill in the gaps, but it's hard to grasp at first because they're just trying to set up that, like, I don't know, the Zulu Nation is militant, but they're they're militant because they want positivity. They're militant against drugs, I yes, guess. But uh, yeah, it's never clearly, like, fully laid out as it should and i guess it's clear because they couldn't shoot a lot of the stuff they wanted to because yeah. they animated yeah. it in a weird way yeah and the zulu stuff is animated and then rara comes like i guys i got the solution it's the zulu yeah. nation and it doesn't feel like a real solution because we haven't seen them as human beings we've only seen the cartoon where we've, where we've also literally seen gods up in the sky <laughs> sending thunderbolts at shaolin so his bike can go faster into white boy land so it doesn't feel like it quite connects but i'm willing to forgive all of that sure. i mean i've done weird solutions to problems to get it all to patch patch together and and as we get towards the ending i guess like the the big thing becomes that they sign the contract and then they want to get out of the contract oh that's another that thing Annie. that yeah complete there's definitely some missing stuff because yes fat annie decides that they're gonna cut a get down record and everyone's down with the contract except for books books doesn't want to sign it but then in an animation <laughs> he decides to sign it but we don't really know what changed his mind really because it's almost yeah. even worse because it's like after uh dizzy kind of ods so it feels like it would be a worse place to sign I, th I forget yeah, I if it's after or not, but it's weird. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember the exact placement. I guess it's because he left his Yale dreams, so now the music... And yeah. he got kicked out of his family, like his place, so he's staying with Shaolin, yeah, yeah. and the music is all he has, so... So they sign it without uh, figuring an out animation. how they're going to do the sample. Yeah, in an animation. <laughs> so they're going to not sample it. They're They're going to... Fat Annie, so this is the big thing. The Fat Annie is going to use a band. So Shaolin beats the shit out of her, right? <laughs> yeah, well, it's really weird because at first there's like Rara, no, Rara sees the big picture and he sees the potential of the get down, which of course becomes rap, hip hop music, whatever. 
And, yeah, and, and I he, like when he goes in with to the meeting with Fat Annie and he's all nervous, but he explains the potential and that's when they get the deal to the yeah. club. So that's one of the parts where something's really working. Mm-hmm. And then there's these other parts as well. And and yeah, they're even saying like, but how are we going to do a record with someone else's records? And it's weird to think that a drug dealer, drug dealing club owner would be concerned about like copyright or whatever. Like I just assume she's going to be like, who gives a fuck? We're just going to record it. (laughs) So she says, I'll figure it out. And then after they sign, she's like, we're going to just get a band. Uh, We don't need a DJ. Sorry, Shaolin. You'll be on the, your name will be there, but you're not a part of it. So then Shaolin, yeah, beats the shit out of her, but they've been hinting at it for a long time that basically she molests Shaolin. Like she's been molesting Shaolin since he was a little kid. Uh, and Cadillac, apparently. <laughs> or it's his mother. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, I don't know if Fat Annie's is Cadillac's real mother or if they just call her mama. But, I, I yeah. mean, I'm leaning towards the latter. But then it's almost like sometimes, like, could that also be Shaolin's mother and Cadillac is Shaolin's brother? Who knows? Oof. It could be. Uh, but at, mm. but the, the, you know, the, the baseline here is that Shaolin was molested. And they they also have that uh, the hints with with Mylene calling him like gay for books where uh, oh, yeah. she you know she comes in and, and yells at him like as everyone else getting yelled at by their parents, Shaolin gets yelled at by Mylene for you know messing up books' future and his yeah. you know potential. And I mean I, I don't think it's literally what's happening, but with this show. Like it's it's a interesting thing to bring up where I feel like they want it to be just as viable as anything else that maybe you know maybe Shaolin is gay because he also does have a kind of a moment where he finds Dizzy and understands what Dizzy's all about mm-hmm. and I can't, I don't I'm not sure if they when they say alien they actually mean gay people uh, but uh, how are you not sure <laughs> that is exactly what they but mean. well so, well that's the thing because then Shaolin says like doesn't he say like I'm an alien as well. When he picks yeah, him up, but that's true. Mm, uh, could be, could be. Yeah. I mean, he does. The reason he goes uh, almost fights Switchblade is that he's like hitting on his girl. But I mean, he's got more chemistry with Switchblade, so who knows? Yeah, yeah, who knows? But mm. I mean, it's there. The subtext is there. Well, it's not even subtext because they're just saying it. Uh, yes. But then Cadillac might also be gay because he keeps saying faggot. And uh, one thing that's great, because what he calls him, Shaolin Fan Faggot. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty great. But well, no, but that's not what's great. (laughs) I think it's pretty great. Well, what's great is like, we'll get more into the details of the climax, but they have this big climax where Cadillac kind of realizes. But then even at the end, when Cadillac's like, cool, he's like, you know, that Shaolin Fan Faggot. He he makes bad music, but he knows what he wants. Like even at the end, when everything's kind of cool and he's moving on he still calls him shallon fan faggot <laughs> yeah that's true hey pig you're right that'll do shallon fan right uh yeah so more stuff going on in the background there's uh some scenes that keep reoccurring like for example as soon as zeke says he's gonna be somewhere i i feel like i know oh, he's not going i to. did the same so a lot thing. of scenes like that i did the yeah. same thing although i was wrong because when mylene yeah. had her big performance and zeke's like i'll be there i was like there's no way <laughs> there's no way zeke's gonna be there <laughs> yeah exactly but I, all the characters have stuff like that where it's like the big thing is always you were doing x when you should have been doing y and it's yeah. like 
the the X is always music and the Y is always like the church or the drugs or the this or that. So it's <laughs> always like that's how you know like everyone's always trying to get people to come to their parties or events and no one's showing up. Uh, that's how they build and drama. There must have been something with um, uh, Jaden Smith as well because there was some times when it made sense that Dizzy wasn't there, but then there was a lot of times when they're like Dizzy just wasn't there and it didn't make sense. Like, I don't know if it was because he wasn't available or what, but I, I know there's points where plot wise, he's not supposed to be there, but there are other times where he's just not there. Yeah, and then he's in an animation or whatever, and because he's because he's off uh, painting or making comics or whatnot. Yeah, uh, and the thing I is, suppose. like, I, I, um, I mean, it's clear like what his character is going through, and you know, yeah, uh, you know, dealing with being gay, especially in, you know, whether it be the seventies or in the Bronx or in their particular community as well. But the the show also, I feel, is still kind of gun-shy about it. And maybe it's because it's all an animation, and I don't know how much of that was planned ahead of time, or if it was just the availability of Jaden Smith or what. But, for for you know, I give the show credit for having this character and exploring that, but I feel like it also really holds back as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. And in, in a show where... There's a, I mean, I want to go to one of these clubs where everyone's doing drugs and some guy in white face paint <laughs> sings in falsetto. Yeah, yeah. People spinning in the ceiling with rings and all that stuff. Uh, it, that's what was happening in the past part uh, that like he was at one of those parties and he kissed Thor, uh, I think. And it, but it was like a dreamlike drug sequence and maybe they didn't even show it really. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I remember uh, they didn't yeah, really they're... show it. Yeah, so they're pretty. They're 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 not going as far as they could. Uh, I mean, they'll probably help with the buzz. Maybe if they had more gay kissing. Just saying, it's hot. <laughs> yeah, right now and always. Uh so uh, yeah, Mylene sings a Rihanna song. We skipped over it, but but I, I this is what I wrote. The note that I was trying to show. Uh, I've heard music from the seventies. I wrote. <laughs> Uh, this is the least believable bit of anything ever in this show, because it's a Rihanna song. Well, didn't they also play a Christina Aguilera song in the first part too, though? Like the first uh, half, uh, like in one of the ep- like I think the episode where Dizzy kisses uh, Thor is his name Thor. Yeah, I think in that uh, episode was- they're doing like a Christina Aguilera song, aren't they? But are they doing it? Are they singing it? Like, and it's or I in think the, the thing or- the drag queens are like singing it on stage. Okay, well, yeah. So it is uh, like a thi- like it has been a thing, and even like some of the raps are not, you know, seventies oh, yeah. raps. But yeah, it really is kind of very distracting. I-, I did read an interview with Boz, and he was, I guess, it's a, a song written by Saya, Sia. I don't know how you say it. Whatever. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Then they had to tone it down even. <laughs> well, they <laughs> said they hate. They tried it a few different ways, and it didn't work. Like they didn't like how it. They tried to work it as a seventies song. Yeah, and it wasn't working, so they just decided to go with it. Sure, I mean it's got the the show for all any of all its shortcomings. It's still got enough of that uh, juice going on that it was like uh, it's 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 um it's a musical 
but you kind of forget that it's a musical more in this part, I feel, because oh, yeah. in the first part, I feel they were always doing some music stuff mm-hmm. that was interesting and they had montages and stuff. And now instead it's the cartoons that are really distracting and, and stuff like that instead. So, But it still has enough going on where I, I, I wasn't upset. I was just writing like, yeah, this isn't... It's distracting, but it's a good song. Yeah, yeah. And... uh so yeah, I mean that basically brings us to like the well, because then after that her dad kills herself, and then she's gonna go snort lines at the church <laughs> to like show him who's boss, and they find yeah. his body. Uh, well, because and they pl- they play up a little bit like, I mean, I guess it's kind of nice they don't make a big deal about it. Like they start to play up the, you know, she's forgetting about Zeke. She's now in the VIP, and Zeke's getting pushed away. But then it no- nothing comes from it. It's just kind of like, hey, where were you the night? It's like, well, I went home. Yeah. Uh, but then she quickly just gets into drugs, and that's kind of, I guess, it's the seventies. Uh, you know, I guess that's like that's what they'll say in twenty years from today. Hey, it was twenty seventeen. Of course, they were doing drugs. But it was. But she gets into drugs for like three minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It never really so, becomes. And much. then. Uh, I mean, unsurprisingly, her dad dies, and she kind of goes back to basics with her uh, her performance. He's, she's not as concerned about rebelling against her father because uh, he doesn't exist anymore. So, um, in the fi- final episode, has less um, kind of less. I was gonna say that has less going on with her, but then I remembered all the stuff going on with her. So let me just go through it more bit by bit. Uh, I did like they're at the Zulu Nation, the the boys. And they're like talking, trying to convince them, talking about the Force and the Rebel Alliance. And I like that it's like around Star Wars time, kind of. When yeah. It was originally a big thing, so it it makes sense. Uh, can compare it to other, like it's almost every show has a Star Wars reference somehow, and we can all judge them by how well they work. I feel like it, I feel it was kind of enjoyable. I feel here. like this works really well, and they have a good bit where the guy hasn't seen Star Wars, but he but based on his own philosophy, he understands what the Force is. Without oh, even yeah. <laughs> seeing the movie, uh, and I, I'm not sure how much this played into the decisions on the show, but I do know, like, current day real life, Africa and Bambata has like some molestation allegations that are like pretty serious. So I don't know mm-hmm. if that could have factored into why the Zulu Nation takes a bit more of a backseat while still being, you know, a thing. Uh, right. But anyways, that was just like a real life thing that has to do with it. Yeah. So, uh, oh, books. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut oh, you off. One okay, other thing ahead. I did want to point out is that like the thing, I mean, it does seem weird that Shaolin beats her up because she wants to use a band. I mean, it's mm-hmm. also because she molested him, but it also becomes the rally cry of the group that she wanted yeah. to use a band and everyone's like, a band, but the DJ. <laughs> There's these warring groups that have been uh, battling uh, for so long. They come together because a band that's unimaginable is going to take our soul and destroy it by having a band. Yeah. Which is, um, yeah, as you said, it's it's almost not believable in the first place because wouldn't she just sell bootlegs? I mean, she sells illegal drugs. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the big thing in the first season was that people were recording their things on cassette and selling them without permission. What if they just do that, but they have the DJ's permission? Uh, wouldn't that kind of work a bit better? But no one suggests that. So 
Uh, instead, they have to plan this big party. And, well, before that, Books goes to Mylene after finding out that her dad died uh, from the news, I believe. So, uh, she they, they have to run away because this is where conveniently Cadillac's obsession with Mylene comes back and she, yes, he goes yeah. to, to see her. So, they have to run away. And then there's this scene where they have to say goodbye and say stuff like, only one last gig and <laughs> yes. I'll see you in two days. Two days. And meanwhile, the, yes. <laughs> the song is playing that says like, I'll see you on the other side. Uh-huh. And I'm like, one of these people is going <laughs> to die. Mylene, and we've already seen Nas, so it's not him. Mylene's going to fucking die. Yeah. She doesn't. But uh, it was super melodramatic about this thing of like, I have to do one last gig. And everything was so out of proportion that I expected that when Mylene arrived at Jackie's place, he would just be dead on the floor. OD. <laughs> because he was playing that song I'll yeah. see you on the other side so maybe that's where they were gonna go you know he's gonna be dead on the floor but he isn't yeah she just uh, he takes her in and becomes the guru along with the drag queens and that's how we get to the resolution of her story yeah they have a you know a, a classic 70s slash timeless artist drug party where everyone's I just love those everyone's just lounging and like telling each other their deepest darkest fears and secrets but also putting it to music and you know Mm -hmm. just creating man just creating and and very conveniently the director or producer that they've been having issues with for the movie that the record company wants mylene to be in is downstairs uh in a hilarious scene as a man dressed in like a 70s sci-fi outfit is acting out scenes from dog day afternoon for his audition but everything comes together in a great moment and then they're all doing drugs and they're all partying and they love it the guy now loves ballads and he wants to change his whole movie and you know that and everything works out really well for mylene I mean, I want to say that is the kind of bullshit you talk when you're drunk as fuck. You're like, sure. I'm going to make the movie about you. You're going to be in it, and you're going to be in it. But then that ex- and that never happens the day after. Like, we should hang out more, uh, but you don't. Uh, so I guess it adds up in that sense. And also, I've been to parties like that. It's very similar to that, except it doesn't sound good. Like, you're like, D, is, is that your D? That doesn't, sounds like an E, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't actually make masterpieces like that. But hey, they make it a masterpiece, and just suddenly everyone starts singing and dancing. And but still, I enjoyed this even more. Though I enjoyed the pr- the music making montage before this. In this final episode, we had some music making going on, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is what the show was about." Uh, because uh, Boo Boo, I think, goes and gets uh, these uh, cereal boxes with CDs on them. I'd like that records. detail. I assume. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Records. Archie well, records. Cardboard. Yeah. And I. Um, I assume that's a real thing. <laughs> this show could just lie to me, <laughs> yeah. but I assume that's. A I real assume thing. that's a real thing. Uh, yeah, so they they do that. That's cool, and then they they're getting the gangs together to do this party, and then we get to this party, like the main thing, because they had their plan is they're gonna throw a huge party, <laughs> and then when Fat Annie comes, they're gonna make her <laughs> void the contract. Which but is, what do you think about the plan? What do you think about the execution? Well, of the first, plan? my notes are like. You know, do does do any of these contracts like are any of these people gonna go to court? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like is Fat yeah. Annie really gonna get a lawyer after them for this contract? Uh, but I mean, you know, hey, it's a show. This is the thing. And even like 
like the climax is they get him to sign a thing releasing them from the contract. That's another thing. Like, even say Fat Annie did have a lawyer. Is that piece of paper that they have going to stand up in court? But uh, I'm just getting caught up in the details. But yes, it it basically it works though because it becomes a showdown of like someone with a gun versus the music. And the music's going to win every time. Uh. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you say it works. Uh, I don't know if that's the right uh, phrasing. I felt like it, I was sure it was going to be, well, I wanted it to be a situation like Indiana Jones with the guy who has like a fancy sword and he's twirling it around and twirling it around. And then Indiana Jones picks up a gun and shoots him directly. That's what should have happened because uh, they have this huge party and they all start rapping about how Cadillac's the worst. (laughs) And even his crew around him is like, damn, son, you're going to let him take, you're going to let him, whoa. And he's just standing there, sad, for what feels like 15 minutes, um, until eventually they pull out their guns, but then the other people have guns. Then they make him listen to more music about... uh, It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I do like this. that at the end. He thinks he still thinks the music sucks. Like he's still a disco I agree. guy. I do like that. I agree. Di- <laughs> Sorry, but I really hated that whole uh, music in the climax, and that's one of the main uh, sticking points for me for why it didn't feel like it worked because it felt he was saying like this is a fucking novelty record, and I'm like, you're right. This does sound <laughs> like a novelty record yeah. because they're all rapping about positivity and all this stuff. It's like. Maybe that's why uh, even now when rappers get rich and famous, they still rap about the streets and not about being, uh, you know, positive gurus and everything. I don't know. Uh, well, it I, doesn't I, it doesn't hit the same heights that the when they combine Mylene's song with their rap, like in yeah. the, the way the first oh, part yeah. ended. And I kind of expected it more to be like it was going to be live, like. They would still have the DJ, but maybe Mylene would sing live and then they would rap. I thought they were going to do something more like that, which I feel would have made a little bit more sense. But you're right. Like they t- try to throw in the serial records, but then you never even see that come into play, like in the finale where, yeah. they're, where everyone's kind of like, oh, you're using the Archie beat or whatever. Um, so yeah, it doesn't hit the same heights. And then. And please remember that they're trying to include all the aspects of hip hop by having break dancers. Yes. And I guess someone's doing graffiti or whatever mm-hmm. in the background and whatever the fourth one is. Yeah, it's MCing, right? And MCing, DJing. Or... DJing, and then I think culture or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They include all of that. And it's, uh, it, 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 I I didn't like it. It was it felt cheesy and it felt like if I was Cadillac, it wouldn't sway me. Uh, but then Shaolin talks about how Fat Annie's the worst and he's like, yeah, she is the worst. Yeah. And he signs the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that does kind of make sense because it, 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 it isn't just the music that wins. I suppose. But it should be the music that yeah. wins. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, okay, one other note I did of all the repeating stuff. How many times has books like walked away from Shaolin and Shaolin's coming after him like, hey, what what are you upset about? And then they have a big fight uh, or the other person's walking away and he goes after and grabs him and they say, you don't understand. Blah, yeah. blah. How many of those scenes have there been in, the, in this whole they, season? They do have a lot. Although I... um. I did this one, I guess, affected me more because I, I wanted them to be, I, I don't want them to be apart. And especially 
It just uh, it made more sense this time because of the family thing and how like it's been it's it's fi- I mean it's been clear the whole time but it's finally fully clarified that you know Shaolin's had a really rough upbringing and it's hard for him to connect with anyone else. And yes, well I mean we didn't even really talk about Boo Boo but like throughout this Boo Boo's been running some drugs for Shaolin and it finally catches up with him in an animation where he gets oh, yeah. arrested. This is why I, I was going to say, like, what even happened to start that fight? Was it Boo Boo? Yeah. The, yes. the, when do the cops show up? What they happens? show up in an animation. Uh, and then. Yeah, it, they're all celebrating, right? Yeah. And it was like, we're kings of the world in an animation. And I got a new boombox or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then. And then they say, the Sony's cops. the best. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dizzy says Sony's the best. And yes, uh <laughs> the company behind the show is Sony. Um, but <laughs> but I did have a quote of that because they're like, I got a new Sony boombox, and then they look at it and he says, Sony's the best. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so then Booboo gets arrested. And I understand this is a big deal and it makes sense why books is uh mad, but it did hit me a little bit more because I felt like uh with Shaolin where yeah he's like well what about what you said about family and you know Shaolin never like this is his his the family only family he's ever had and he does lose yeah. it like if this is it for the show like Shaolin I guess it's it's kind of was understood from maybe the beginning that Shaolin doesn't it doesn't end well for him mm-hmm. but sure. you're right so it is it- a thing like we've had this before with Mylene like yo you gonna date that girl and he's like chasing him and grabbing him and then <laughs> Like, yo, are we going to do music again? And then Books chases Shaolin and grabs him. So <laughs> you're right. It is a thing they've done many a times on this show. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of how they end it. Yeah. Right? That's, it's like the... I uh, mean, he gets accepted to Yale. That's the big thing at the end. Or it's Yale, right? Yeah. yeah weirdly enough, did. it just comes back around. Like, they make it seem like it's he ruined it. But then... Mm-hmm. And then Yale has to even be like, eh, we figured if we didn't help you, you'd end up like shit. So <laughs> we're going to throw you a bone. <laughs> And then his yeah. his uncle's like, "Hey, this ain't charity." <laughs> uh, so then it ends, right? Well, I mean, Shaolin, Fat Annie, basically, like, I guess it it is. It's like a tragic ending because Cadillac leaves, so Shaolin needs a new. I mean, Annie needs a new Cadillac, and she shows mm-hmm. up to Shaolin's place and takes him in, and then shoots the cat in the bag, <laughs> kills that cat. Oh, yeah. Forgot about. We did find scene. out that Shaolin's name was Curtis as well. And oh yeah, I don't. That was <laughs> it's Curtis. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that means he's supposed to be Curtis Blow. I don't think that's Curtis Blow's life story, but uh, maybe it's a small little homage. Uh, yeah, she shoots the cat. Mylene ends up going to the other side because she has to go to California that night. Oh, and then yeah. Books gets to do his. He does his spoken word in the booth. He lays it down. Yeah. Uh, and then they hint that Mylene's with him in the future, mm-hmm. because then he's he's doing his rap thing, and then they start singing that song, and three girls show up in silhouette on stage, um, and then it ends. I'll, I do like their little goof at the end where they're playing "Rapper's Delight," and it's like nine months later, "Rapper's Delight" was recorded, and it was recorded with a live band. So it's like, uh, yeah. fuck y'all, your shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> can't stop progress <laughs> yeah uh yeah yeah and i did enjoy we kind of skipped over but i like the um, the little end 
poem rap get thing he gets to do in the booth. Yeah. Just because he happened, like a technician was walking by, like, get in the booth. And he's like, all right, I have this thing I've been working on. <laughs> he's like, this kid is like, oh, yeah, you want to hear my poems? So he uh, records it, spoken word. And I'm, I'm supposing that's like the first step towards his legitimate journey of uh, music on the legal side of the law. No backing track. That's how we solve the problem. Mm-hmm. DJ's dead. Yep. Uh, and so is the band. Well, wasn't a smash hit like Rapper's Delight, but there you go. He got there uh, 20 years later. Yeah. And so basically, like, I guess Ra Ra's with his girl. Boo Boo's in jail. Uh, Dizzy. What happens with Dizzy? Oh, Dizzy maybe gets hit by Day. a train. Oh, yeah. That was weird. Yeah, that th- that was weird. That was weird because Dizzy's in animation running away, and then he's in real life running away. Uh, but then he ends up in a train tunnel and maybe potentially getting hit by a train. So yeah, I mean, it's not really, a, it's not a very uplifting ending, that's for sure. No, <laughs> but it's also like it's hard to feel what matters and what doesn't. Uh, again, I, I I feel like I've said some negative stuff but there's a lot of the moments that are really great are like big musical acts mm-hmm. and they're they still really connect and sequences that there's a lot of sequences that really connect that make sense it's all just becoming a bit of a a haze in my head when i look back on it and i'm forgetting parts already after a few days so uh huh, yeah it's good though uh i don't feel like we need a season two what do you think um i've been reading some talk on it i mean we don't need it i would kind of like well not that i need everything wrapped up but um you want to go into the 80s yeah i don't know well they, i did read some stuff with boz at lerman and he was saying that they already they do have stuff mapped out for a season two he doesn't mm-hmm. want to be showrunner. He would want someone else yeah. to do it. And he said Netflix told them that Netflix isn't in the business of making great characters and then not doing more stuff with them. So they want to, but I'm sure the biggest thing is like, you got to figure out how much money you're spending on this and you got to figure out like what you want to do because clearly this was not, as far as getting things done, maybe on a production standpoint, this was not a great success. I feel like the show is still very good. It was even to a point where they were supposed to have 13 episodes, but they kind of were just like, we'll just end at 11. So I think there was a lot of stuff that probably they shot that just, they're like, ah. Their excuse was, we saw the feedback with the first half, and we saw what people responded to, so we wanted more of that. So we didn't have some of the other stuff. So who knows all the stuff that they didn't use? Weren't there twelve episodes? Uh, uh, there were. Well, there, were uh, there were eleven. Okay. Uh, yeah. The the original order was thirteen. I think they actually went into production for thirteen, but when they right. just finally edited everything, they just did eleven, and the last one just a little longer. It's like an hour and fifteen minutes when it doesn't even really need to be, because there's yeah, a lot yeah. of fucking. There's that whole like. Mylene and Dizzy montage. There's a lot of like uh, fucking dead space in there that they could have cut out. Yeah. I feel like this show, it has a lot of great raw material uh, to work with. So I suppose, I mean, I said I didn't want another season. And I think what I meant was I don't want a season two that's like the second half of season one. Uh, but they've already done the second half of season. Like they, they already, I think they know what they did wrong. And especially if Baz Luhrmann hands it over to someone who... We'll look at it a bit more. 
clinically. Like, it's nice that it has this artistic auteur quality to it where it's like get to do whatever you want but then that obviously fell apart mm-hmm. so maybe they can take the good stuff and work with it and like yeah make it a more concrete story that could actually be really yeah good. and i guess what i was saying it's i don't think it needs a season two but i like this cast a lot that i feel like they deserve mm-hmm. a better send-off than this true and yeah. not necessarily that i need this big like and then you know rara went to college and invented this uh, but I just feel like there could have been maybe a little bit more satisfactory send-off um, for this story than what they had. I mean, as is, it still does work. It's still pretty tragic, but, like, kind of uplifting, which I, I feel like they're going to go for regardless if they continue or not. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, and even, like, someone like Jaden Smith, who I don't like. I liked him on this show, and I liked all the characters on the show. So Yeah. Yeah, and I said I said in the review of part one, I think that it's weird how sparse it is. Stories about bands, stories about making music. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about making films. Like people are always pointing cameras at each other in movies and so on. But but like making music, it's such a such a easy way to make good film i think mm-hmm. and there's a lot to explore if one wanted to with obviously we know he becomes a, like a big rap star and maybe mylene as well we want to look at that but also the show was about new york during this exact time period True. and it's like are we gonna stay in that uh how like are we gonna <laughs> or are they gonna expand and make it something different i think um, they did mention they- <laughs> at least in interviews they mentioned the 80s and they do talk about how like Yes, Mylene's kind of her career is about to take off, but her genre is going to die. Yeah. And I think okay. that's always been a decent balance on the show between like, I liked how even people in Books' neighborhood still would be like, that's not music. Like, not everyone got it. Even though people were there yep. partying, people, people still in his neighborhood and even Mylene would be like, it's a joke. What you're doing is not real. It's just someone's playing someone else's record and you're just talking over it. So no one's taking it seriously, but you know us with the hindsight, we know where things are going. So it would be interesting mm-hmm. to see how some of that stuff plays out a little bit. Maybe Stranger Things goes into the nineties, <laughs> and then <laughs> the Get Down goes into the yeah the eighties, and then Marvelous Miss Maisel. Eventually, well, it's not Netflix, but you know, eventually they all they all catch up. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I agree. Because nostalgia is always like moving, so everyone's of course been been like loving the '90s since forever. But very like, I feel now it's gonna be like the zero zeros, the knots. People are gonna be like, "Oh, remember Bush?" <laughs> and it's gonna be that. <laughs> true. Uh, that's gonna be the like we're gonna have a Netflix show about that. I mean, Better Call Saul is like late '90s, early 2000s. I don't know. I believe exactly so. Yeah, it is, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. Anyway, I I like the get down. Uh, I hope I didn't sound too negative. Uh, it's a good show. Uh, you should watch it if you haven't already. Uh, if you listen to this, I'm sorry. Uh, if you have watched the get down, what do you think about our opinions? Do you agree? Uh, if you disagree, I think that's okay. I think this is a show where uh, it invites more discussion than maybe other shows we've done recently. So why not send us your thoughts at showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com or just leave it in a comment and uh, we'll bring up your thoughts next time we discuss a tv show yes Yes. absolutely Mm. there's also shows what you know.com and of course where can we find jim 
and maybe some other people. Uh, well, who are if those you go, uh, you could find my podcast at jimandthem.com and you can subscribe oh, yeah. on iTunes and we have a YouTube Damn. channel. True. And I have a YouTube channel. It's called Awesomepedia. I also have a website called awesomepedia.org where we do all sorts of interesting things. I promise, I swear to fucking God, there's so interesting things. <laughs> so I think that about covers it. Yes. That.